Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that's coming your way, hit that subscribe button. Go give me a like and comment on all the videos, man. It means a lot. And if you listen to this in the podcast, go give me a like, a comment, five-star review. Helps out a bunch, man. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. But you guys know, today we're going to talk about the Game 5 recap. Week 5 recap, Texas versus TCU, man. Hey, this was an ugly win. But like Coach Sark said, I, I would rather win ugly uh, than to lose pretty right um so just to start off man these numbers when i compiled them last night um they're very similar the texas offense tcu offense very similar texas defense tcu defense were very similar um, um the stats came up pretty pretty like identical which basically you know showcases why this was a five-point game um, but texas fans we cannot get mad at this man we cannot get mad at this we went into TCU, a place that we were two and seven over the last nine times, and we won on the road. That's something that we haven't done in a very long time here at Texas. So, um, great game. I think the difference in the game was Bijan Robinson, man. Bijan, Bijan, Bijan. Bijan's that guy. The difference is Texas gave Bijan Robinson 37, actually 39 attempts. He had two catches, four targets, but he had 35 rushes, four targets, um, two catches. So 37 times he had the ball in his hands, 30, 39 times Texas tried to get in the ball. That was the difference. Getting Bijan the ball and uh, TCU not getting Zach Evans the ball. Um, Zach Evans, when he did run the ball, was very efficient. Um, he gutted the Texas defense, um, you know, just from the first drive on, standing up Luke, basically going into the uh, touchdown, you know, in the end zone. So Zach Evans versus Bijan Robinson, uh, Texas showcased their guy, which is Bijan Robinson, and it seems like TCU did not showcase Zach Evans like they should have. Um, something about Dugan, man, when he plays against us at the quarterback position, once he plays against us, he just like rises to a certain, um, you know, standards. Like he's he's very sneaky with his legs. People don't give him enough credit for his his actual running ability, but he is very sneaky. He, he's a fast guy, very quick twitch, but he had a pretty decent game as well. But Zach Evans torched us, but TCU didn't. They did not exploit that. Uh, Texas did exploit TCU not being able to stop the run, evident by B. John Robinson having those 35 uh you know, carries for 216 yards, rushing another two um, catches for, I guess, 22 yards or so. Um, so, yeah, let's just get into the metrics, man. Let's talk about the NCM metrics, man. And we're going to just jump into it when it comes to the running back position. Let's talk about Bijan Robinson, man. So Nino's corner number rushing, NCN rushing. He had 73.08, very efficient, very, very good game. Guys, you guys know, you guys are with me here from the beginning. You know that the NCN average for an offensive skill player is 40 points. Uh, Bijan's at 73. Um, so 73 for this game, uh, truly amazing. 35 attempts, 216 yards, 6.17 yards per carry. Guys, he had 12 first downs on those 35 attempts, meaning his first down uh, per, per attempt uh, was 34%. 
So, like I say, guys, you want your running back to have a first down per attempt number at least 33%. You know, 33% means every three downs, and you know, every three touches that he gets the ball is a first down. So, if I go first down, second down, third down, this guy's at least getting me enough yards in the first three downs to get a first down. Um, you know, 25% is great also. That means, hey, I can give this guy the ball four times in a row, and we're going to get first downs, right? But you want it on that 33% range or better. And that's what Bijan gave us, 34%. Truly amazing. Two touchdowns. Bijan had three explosive plays, guys. So his XP rate was 9%, so 8.57%. You know, so 9% XP rate, um, you know, so which is really good. And his successful play rate, guys, his SP rate, 18 successful plays out of those 35 plays. He had an SP rate, guys, of 51%, which is truly good. So no fumbles, um, you know, good. Um, Bichon also had uh, four targets, um, two catches, uh, 22 yards, uh, one first down, guys, one explosive play. And I think both of his plays were successful plays. No, uh, yeah, both of his catches were successful plays. Bijan had a hell of a game, guys. You, you, you're talking about somebody, guys. Every time you see Bijan rush the ball, just glue your eyes to the TV screen, man, because he's only going to be here for another year. And, um, yeah, you're watching something very special. You're seeing a player who, um, once it's all said and done, if, if he continues on this same path, this is a guy that we're going to be talking about when it comes to talking about Jamal Charles and the Cedric Bensons, um, you know, the Rickies and the Earls, uh, the Deontay Foreman, who's somebody that people love to forget. He's a Doak Walker award winner who carried this team, you know, for a complete season. So you're looking at, He's going to be in that 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 ilk of a player. Um, so he's already becoming a, like a, a folklore, like a legend here, guys. And it is great to see Bijan do his thing now. Um, he's a true sophomore. And, hey, you got to give it to Sark, man. He knows who his playmaker is on the offense. It's Bijan. And it's almost like he's been saving him for a game like this. Bijan has not really gotten worn out, right? He hasn't um, carried a, a – a, a ton this this whole season until this game so uh you know kudos to to sark for knowing exactly when when he needs to use his guys knowing the pulse of the game knowing when to use your players and Bijan was one of those guys that we had to use um there was only one other running back that got some rushing attempts yesterday and it was roshan johnson um roshan seven attempts 22 yards 3.15 well actually 3.14 yards per attempt ncn rushing guys at 35.58 so just slightly below the ncaa average when it comes to the ncn number for rushing attempts he had one first down on those seven attempts guys so a 14 percent first down per attempt rate uh no explosive plays but three successful plays so 43 percent sp per attempt but we're uh you know roshan has 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 really been good catching the ball out of the backfield he only had one target this week, though, so he had an NCN receiving of 67.88, but on a on a small sample size. So one target, one reception, that one reception went for eight yards, and it was a first down, not an explosive play because it wasn't 15 yards or more, but it was an SP, which is a successful play. But what you see Roshan do, guys, I love to see Roshan play because he does all the little things that make the team churn and make the team do great things. So Roshan had a had a had a good all around game, but we all know who the start of the game was today, and that was Bijan Robinson. Let's go down to the receivers now, man. So on the receiving side of the house, uh, Jordan Whittington uh, um, was our guy. Uh, three targets, guys. Three receptions. 
and NCN receiving a 140.08. Truly amazing. 79 yards, 26.33 yards per target, 26.33 yards per reception because, hey, he had the same, you know, he had 100% catch percentage, right? Um, so he had three first downs, so 100% first down per target. Um, two explosive plays, so 67% um, XP rate, and three successful plays, guys, so 100% successful play per target jordan winston had that touchdown that was a a great play um seeing him in high school um he's one of those guys that played he played all over the field running back he played some safety he played some some wide receiver he was the guy at his high school um but he kind of reminds me i'm not saying he's devin duvernay but he's devin duvernay ish and i've said this before i think after the first game of the season when he gets the ball in his hands, uh, Jordan Whittington is like a running back. He he goes from a wide receiver to a running back, meaning that uh, he looks for contact. He's very strong in his legs, and it's hard to bring him down. And that was a hell of a catch when Casey threw that that uh, dime to him where he actually jumped up to get the ball, climbed over a defender's back, and got the ball. Hell of a catch by Jordan Whittington, man. Next guy on the list, guys, let's talk about Josh Moore. He had four targets, three receptions, uh, an NCN receiving number of 14.75. Not the best game, but let's not get on him for what he didn't do. Let's get on him for um, he's going to hit a deep shot here. Like Jordan Winston had a shot that could have been six points. Um, Casey just barely missed him, guys. Barely missed, um, you know, Josh Moore on a play. I think it was the first play of the game. I mean, he barely missed him. So, hey, Josh Moore is going to get his time to shine. He is almost there, man. He's going to break loose. He's going to break loose for one of these games. And we're going to be like, that's the Josh Moore that we're used to seeing. But he had no first downs, no explosive plays, no successful plays. That's why his NCN number is, is low. But Josh Moore is going to get a deep play, guys. Markman Word is probably going to be next game against OU, and, and that's when we're going to need it. Next person on the list, guys, that got a reception, Xavier Worthy. Xavier Worthy had um, five targets, one reception, but he had two drops. Um, so his NCN number was minus negative 36.14, uh, mainly because of those two drops, guys. Hey, you can't have drops when, you, when it comes time to be a, a wide receiver. So um, that that one catch was not explosive. It wasn't a first down. And I don't think it was. A, it, well, it was a successful play. But one thing we got to understand about Worthy, yes, he did not have the best game, but he didn't have the best game in a win. And so these are teachable moments that Coach Sarkeesian, that Andre Coleman can have um, with him to show, hey, we won the game, but we won the game in 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 spite of you doing X, Y, and Z. The first time I ever seen, uh, you know, like Coach Sark kind of rip somebody on the sideline, I think Coleman was there as well. It looks like he missed the block when Casey was going in to try to rush for a touchdown, and he came down to the to the sideline and Coach Coach kind of ripped into him. Um, but hey, these are teachable moments. Let's get them ready. We all know freshmen have this wall, right? Freshmen do have this wall to where, you know, they're going to meet this wall and and they're not going to progress as much as you would think they should, um, you know, at a certain point. But let's hope he 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 busts through this wall this week and is and is ready to go for next week. The next guy on the list I want to talk about. I don't have a a card made up for him, but it's it's a. Uh, Marcus Washington, um, he had two targets, no receptions, okay? So a negative 3.59 NCM receiving. But, guys, don't look at that number and say that Marcus Washington did not have a good game. You go back and look at the tape of Marcus Washington. 
um, you know, I put a message up on my Twitter page and uh, I basically added his father, you know, you know, on it, basically saying that Marcus Washington has been doing all the selfless things that you need on this team. A hell of a blocker. Anytime you see Bijan springing for a big time rush or Roshan getting a, you know, a big rush or if Jay Witt gets a catch and is running, who is beside those guys making those hell of a blocks? That is Marcus Washington. Marcus Washington has fed in. He's bought into the team. And it looks like this team has bought in. They're all in on Coach Sark. Let's hope that this keeps going and manifests as something much greater this season. Hopefully Texas can go in and play a hell of a game next week against OU. But Marcus Washington has, has, has definitely been one of those guys who has bought into this team. You can tell he is a selfless guy. Um, and his time's coming. His time's coming. Um, having those those moments to where you're putting out a bunch of film where you are, no kidding, blocking somebody down the field. There's going to be some times where people are going to think that you're going to be blocking and he slips out for a hell of a catch for a touchdown. It's, it's going to happen. Um, just, just glad to see that he is um, a vital part of this team. Now, one thing I do want to say, Texas had four guys have four wide receivers have targets um, um, and three running backs have targets. Let's talk about Keelan. Uh, Keelan had two targets, um, two receptions, 13 yards, one first down, no explosive plays. And if I'm not mistaken, one of those plays was successful NCN receiving for Keelan, 44.88. But he had no, um, you know, attempts when it came to rushing the ball. But Keelan's been something that has been very necessary for this team. Like I always say, guys, he has a, a different gear that when he kicks it in, it is a wrap. Um, I love his speed. Um, but in saying that, guys, when you – when you look at Coach um, Coach Sark's rotation, you got three wide, actually four wide receivers that got targets this game, and it's been like that the whole season. So he likes the continuity with his receivers and his quarterback. He likes to he likes his guys to understand that they are going to know where Casey's going to throw the ball. He likes Casey to understand that he is going to know where his wide receivers are going to be on certain plays. You don't see a lot of substitutions when it comes to the wide receiver. Coach likes the, the, the continuity that he has with this team. I absolutely love it. Um, same thing with the running back position. Tight game, two guys rushed the ball. And those two guys were Roshan and Keelan. Well, not Keelan, Roshan and Bijan, not Keelan. Keelan actually has some receptions, but he did play in the game. But he tightens up the he tightens up that rotation. Almost like in basketball, right? You might put a bunch of people in throughout the season, but once you get into the playoffs, and I say the playoffs are, are like conference play for, for college football, you shorten up that rotation. You play the guys who are going to be the guys who are going to be the stars of that team, the guys that are going to make those plays. And that's what Coach Sarkeesian has been doing. So kudos to him for having um, a, you know, a four-and-one start to this team. And I think um, in previous years, those might have been games that we would have probably lost. Um, but it's good to get a win. On the road against TCU, the Purple Monster. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's go into the Texas offense and TCU offensive stats when it comes to the NCN number. And um, NCN number uh, for the game, Texas offense, 57.4. Like I say, 40 points is the NCAA average. Um, and TCU was very similar, guys, 58.7. Um, yeah. So once you take a look at that and – you see like, oh, man, um, yeah, they were very similar. Yes, they were very similar. I mean, very similar. The difference is uh, there is no difference. The difference is key is is, uh, is B. John Robinson versus Zach Evans. Uh, Texas leaned on their 
their workhorse, and TCU did not lean on their workhorse. And I think that ended up being the the difference in the game. TCU had three turnovers in that game, only led to nine points from Texas, and Texas has to capitalize on that and get seven points instead of three when they're going down there, especially as deep as they were in TCU territory. But TCU's defense played stout. Um, they played really good at the line um, when it came to actually um, actually taking on Texas when they got those uh, stops and those turnovers. Uh, but, you know, Texas, you know, they kind of prevailed in this game. They won the game, but the offenses were very similar. Like I say, 57.4 for Texas, 58.7 for TCU. Defensive side of the ball, both teams, uh, to be honest with you, they kind of underachieved. Um, Texas, I got a 38.2. The average uh, NCN defense for college football is 45 points. Texas had a 38.2. Yes, they had turnovers. Yes, but they gave up a lot of yards. Um, uh, and they gave up a lot of points too. Uh, you know, so 27 points. And uh, the TCU defense, on on the other hand, a 39.6. And so their defense, per the metrics, was slightly better than Texas's. And I'm not going to say that they were a better defense, but it just goes to show you that neither one of these teams played to the expectations of what we would want to play uh, for um, a team to have a great game on the defense side of the ball. But these are learning experiences for Texas. Texas didn't play bad on defense. Texas just could have stopped the run a little bit better, um, which they didn't. Um, uh, Texas... um, could have stopped the pass a little bit better. We had some, you know, some, some, some times where we had TCU backed up pretty, pretty good on the third down. And Dugan was basically, you know, throwing 17 yard pass here, a 12 yard pass here to get first downs on third down. So those are things that we got to do a little bit better. Um, Let's take a couple look at some metrics, guys. Let's take a look at the quarterback metrics. Uh, Dugan didn't play a bad game, guys. You know, so Dugan did not play a bad game. Um, on the rushing side of the house, uh, Casey Thompson rushed better than Dugan, 83% SP rate, um, and Dugan, 43%, uh, both were still above average. But on the passing side of the ball, uh, Dugan, 40%, Casey, 33%. Total overall, though, you know, is 43% for Casey, 41% for Dugan. Um, so now that we're, let's take a look at the, um, successful play rate per down first down Casey was better on first down 38 to 33 percent Dugan on second down uh Dugan was better 55 to 50 percent and on third down uh Casey was passing zero percent successful play rate on third down Dugan was 25 percent um so we're kind of splitting hairs here these these guys were basically even when it comes to passing the ball during during this game um these are things that we got to see cleaned up here in the next game, but hey, Casey didn't play his best game. He didn't, but uh, we still won the game. We still won the game, and we probably played a C plus game. Uh, so one thing that we have to look at as as Texas and as Texas fans is, um, we got to understand that every game's not going to be pretty. We're not going to win seventy and thirty five every game. Some games we're going to win these close games, or thirty five to twenty seven, or you know just whatever the score is for this game. Uh, it was good to have a game to where it was one of those games to where Texas won 30 and we had a slugfest and it's something that we absolutely needed. And so uh, another quick metric I want to get into prior to leaving here, guys, explosive play yards. Um, all of all of Texas's, you know, explosive play yards at 187 um, um, XP yards. Um, that was 43 percent of their total yardage count. All of those um, explosive play yards came on first down. It was kind of interesting. So Texas went big early, and they got them early. Um, 
And for TCU, their XPRs per down, 151 of their uh, total yards, which um, equated to 41% for XPRs. And they got all of those on first and second down. 37, so 55 yards on first down and 56 point, uh, say 50, I'm sorry, 96 yards on second down no xprs on third down or fourth down um so guys just to just to kind of capitalize and to well not capitalize but just kind of recap the game here guys texas is playing ou next week this was a great win for texas texas was able to get through this game texas was able to um basically win this game a tough hard-fought game um, this is something that we needed to be battle tested no pun intended nick battle right you know so had to get battle tested here and we did. We were battle-tested in this game. We ended up coming out victorious in this game. We didn't play the best game from the quarterback position. Um, the offensive line didn't play the best position as, um, you know, their best game as well. But we got somebody who can clean up a little bit of that damage. His name is B. John Robinson. He had a hell of a game. Um, Casey made plays when he needed to. And Casey, uh, he was semi-decisive when it came to running. There were a couple plays Casey could have ran, but hey, I think Casey's going to be ready for next week. I think this team's going to be ready for next week, but so is OU. Um, so it's going to be a great game. I can't wait to see what's going to happen here. I'm excited about it. Uh, so on that note, guys, man, I'm going to tell you guys to do you, man. Like I always say, right there in the head, do you. Don't be afraid to fail. I'll grow your environment. Understand your brilliance, man. And on that note, leave this corner, I'm out. Hook them all day long. Beat OU. Uh, Red River Shootout. We don't call it the rivalries. The Red River Shootout. And great win by the Longhorns, man. Uh, way to go get a greedy win. Um, way to to just make your presence felt. And it's time for Texas to make people start respecting them. And Coach Sark has done a great job of getting this team ready and up for every challenge that has been put in front of them um, since the Arkansas game. And it is good to see that this team is responding. And you see this team is playing for each other. And I totally love it. And this is uh, the best we've seen this team playing a long time and Kosark is using his talented players when he has to use them. And he knows how to shorten up that rotation and make sure that the guys who need to get the ball, get the ball. Let's see how everything, you know, actually rolls out next week. Xavier worthy. I, I I'm expecting him. I'm expecting him to have a bounce back game. Um, Casey's going to have a good game. He knows what this game means. His dad was a quarterback for OU. I mean, now he is the quarterback for Texas, so he's grown up watching this game his whole life. He understands the magnitude of this game. The guys who have played in this game over the years that are Texas residents, they understand the magnitude of this game. Um, so I don't think anybody's going to be sleepwalking in this game. It's going to be a great game. Defense has to bring it. Defensive line has to get pressure here in this game. Um, that's something that we haven't done here uh, since the first game of the season. But the defensive line, well, the first game in the Texas Tech game, but the defensive line has to get some pressure. Our defensive backs have to play better, which they 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 did play better yesterday. Uh, Darian Dunn is somebody who I like. He's physical. Anthony Cook, man, Anthony Cook is a baller. He's paying he's paying lights out in that in that star position where he is the the nickelback, and he's doing a great job at it. Can't wait to get Josh Thompson back next week. Um, you know the the humble beast and uh, Jameson had a had a quietly. Good game yesterday. Anytime you don't hear a, a DB's name, that means that they had a good game and because that means that people aren't getting a bunch of catches on them. But it's good to have a guy like Jamison back there who understands that, hey, they're going to make a play every now and then, but let's just let's just regroup, have a short-term memory. It makes some things happen. 
special teams played uh, after the first blunder, after the first play um, of the game, where Kansas, not Kansas State, where TCU brought the ball back with 87 yards. After their first play, Texas, uh, Texas' special teams calmed themselves down. Uh, Shark had a, a, a couple really good um, kickoff returns. And uh, the the team settled themselves down in special teams and had a pretty good, complete special teams day minus the first play of the game. So it's going to take all three phases next week to win this game. Special teams has to be on point. Offense has to be on point. And defense, especially the defensive line, has to be on point. So we shall see. So more things to come on that, man. Uh, good seeing you guys, man. I appreciate you tuning in. Go like, go subscribe, go comment, hit that like button. Um, it means a lot, man. Helps grow the channel. But like I said, guys, on that note, man, I'm out. Do you? Don't be afraid to fail. I grow your environment. Understand your brilliance, man. I'm out.